at the Fishbowl Barrio. I'm your host, Pucho, and in front of me is our co-host, Dom. Dom, what is up, man? What's not, going on? Not much, man. Just enjoying this uh, this beautiful weather right now with the sun's out. Okay, we had to endure that week of all raining and floods and everything, but yes. it feels good to have the sun out now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, last week was pretty harsh with the rain. Uh, I was outside a lot, <laughs> so I had to deal with the rain quite a bit. Um, and it was very weird because it would be like moments where it would just be like little driplets, yeah. you know, like sprinklets. And then all of a sudden it would just start raining, pouring really hard. Um, luckily, the, the couple of times and it started really raining and coming down, I was underneath something. So I didn't I didn't really get hit too, too hard. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty heavy last week. Yeah. Uh, today was really nice. Um, and hopefully it continues on as we know the summer's coming right around the corner. Yeah, um, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually really curious to see if it's going to get really hot or if it's going to kind of just taper off. I don't, I don't know. You know, I know the last yeah. couple summers it's been brutally hot. Um, but, you know, with the weather kind of being weird, um, I'm wondering if it's going to stay that way. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I hope, hopefully it stays cooler than... than the previous years where it's just been scorching 100 plus days and everything like that. Yeah. 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 And that's just a nice little cool breeze. I mean, I don't mind so much the hot sun if there's like a cool breeze going yeah. through. Um, it's just when it's like nothing and it's just you're dealing with the heat, the dry heat. Or it's humid. Oh, yeah. the humidity. Yes. Yeah. Because even on a cool day, the humidity can be very killer. Yeah. Very killer. So earlier I was drinking some Kool-Aid. And it got me wondering, like, what's your favorite Kool-Aid flavor? Mine? Yeah. It's funny. Uh, probably, uh, I'm all generic, dude. Like, fruit punch. The tropical punch. The, the tropical punch. The basic tropical punch. I mean, yeah. ain't nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's a classic. One, it's yeah, it's it, a very popular flavor. My, my second is is just grape. Grape is a good one. I mean, I like a lot of them, you know. Yeah. So, I'm not going to disagree with any of your, your choices, you know yeah. what I mean? Um you know, but my like my wife's been making a lot of Kool Aid lately, and and so I've been kind of going through the different flavors. Like she made black cherry, she made cherry, she made tropical punch, um, and I've had orange. I've had all the flavors, but just, yours. So, so just recently I've been kind of going through the flavors again. So it kind of got me wondering, like, wow, I wonder what Dom's favorite flavor. You know, I, I'm gonna have to say my favorite flavor has to be uh, blue raspberry lemonade. Oh, that sounds refreshing. Yeah. Cause it's 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 I mean, you know we're in Texas so we put a lot of sugar in things, and um, it it's not so sour like like a regular lemonade yeah. that it, that it like overpowers, uh, but it's sweet. It's you know it's got that good balance of sweet and sour. Yeah. And so I have to say that one. Now don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I like tropical punch. I like grape. I like orange. I like cherry, black cherry, all those other flavors, man. But 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say the blue raspberry lemonade. I'm gonna have favorite. to check that one out. Yeah, man. I mean, it, I know as a kid, it was always like that that special one because they'd always have like the like the normal ones, you know, yeah. like, like the tropical puns, the grape, the orange, the five package for one book or something like right. that. Yeah, you know, the basic colors, and then like that one was like you know if limited time. Here we got this one, or you know, if you buy the the packets. You know, it'd be like the the special one, and you'd be inside yeah. the packet or whatever. Yeah. But now you can get all kinds of flavors. You know, they got watermelon and, and all other kinds of flavors. Um, so it's just cool to just grab a bunch of them. And it's a very inexpensive, you know, flavor drink flavoring. Yeah. Um, you kind of go. So I just wanted to shoot that question out there. I was just curious because I was drinking it earlier, and I was like, "Damn, this blue raspberry lemonade is good." <laughs> You know, especially when you've been like working outside and, and you've been sweating and you're just coming in and to drink some of that lemonade, and, you know, it was, it was really tasty. So, hey, things we ponder, right? Yeah. Um, I guess some other things, you know, now we've had a kind of a week to really think about the draft. I heard that, um, the wolf, I forget, I forget his name. The linebacker that we had. Oh, Vanderish. Vanderish. Oh, yeah. They didn't pick up his option. They didn't pick up his option. So now it makes more sense why they drafted that linebacker. And I started watching some highlights of his, and uh, he looks like he's really good at blitzing. I mean, yeah. that's, that seems to be all most of the highlights that I saw. I mean, it looks to be also be very good at coverage as well. Um, but it looks, it looks like based off of who they got, which they got a lot of defensive players, which I'm really happy about. It looks like they are going to blitz a lot this year. They got some some defensive linemen. Um, most of them look like they're really good at penetrating the line. Yeah. Um, and then you got him. So it looks like we're going to be doing a lot of blitzing. And I think Dan Quinn is a, is a defensive coordinator now. Yeah. Um, so that kind of goes with his M.O. Um, and we're going to see. We're going to see, man. I think the defense is going to be much better. I mean, it can't go any worse than yeah. – you know, <laughs> yeah. historically bad, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I they're gonna be young, you know, so they're gonna they're gonna make some mistakes, but I think they're gonna be talented enough um, to kind of be even killed. We just need yeah. them to be middle of the pack this next year, you know. For their most of them are gonna be rookies. Uh, well, most of the ones they're gonna be impactful are gonna be rookies. Yeah, um, and we'll see what the rest of them do. I know they got an offensive lineman. I don't know too much about him, and I know they ended up getting wide receiver. I feel like that was kind of like a let's appease Jerry pick. Yeah, you know, got to give him something, man. But I, I don't know anything about that wide receiver. Nothing at all. What yeah. is your opinion? What do you think? I, I, I was sort of blah about it. I mean, I'm happy that they shored up some of their defensive issues. We can't go eight and eight this year, bro. Yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just. I'm just more curious to see how this team's going to shake out with Dak being back and seeing how this new defense. I mean, I'm somewhat optimistic, but just like in Cowboys fashion, they're going to start off good. I'm going to have my hopes high, and then they're just going to crater at the end. I got that feeling. Well, for me, <laughs> the last couple of years, I've I've gone into the season with uh, moderate to low expectations just because – you know, like I, there were things that I felt like they needed last year that they didn't really address. Um, they addressed it somewhat, but I feel like this year they really are tackling it uh, as far as their defensive issues. But I'm I'm not gonna keep my expectations high. I'm gonna keep them <laughs> mid to low, 
And then as the season goes along, if they improve, if they show me like, hey, we're you know, a legit team to be Cowboy Super Bowl, baby. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm definitely not one of those. And I'm and it's gonna take a lot for me. Like I'm gonna have to see consistent play throughout the whole season and all the way through December before I even consider that. <laughs> you know, if I see them playing well throughout the whole season. And then December, I see them playing, continuing to play well, maybe even picking it up, going into the playoffs. Then I'll start to get on that Super Bowl train. But I am not one of those that are just like now automatically. I'm, I, not me. By the end of September, I'm already on that Super Bowl train. That so. <laughs> <Die> hard, Cowboys. <laughs> um, yeah, and and I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I know we've talked about the Texans uh, quarterback situation before. Yeah. They drafted one. I think in the third round, uh, the guy from A and M, Mund, I think. Uh, Ke- Kevin Mund, San Antonio's own. Is he? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, uh, I believe he played at Johnson High School. Okay. Yeah. Was that Bluebirds? Yeah, the, the Ladybird Johnson Blue, whatever their mascot is. <laughs> I mean, he looks pretty good, um, but I mean, everybody looks pretty good on their pro day except for Matt Jones. Me personally, Matt Jones was like a backup, but. Supposedly the the Patriots were really high on him, um, but he looked pretty good. I mean, he looks like yeah. he has a de- pretty good arm. Um, it looks like accuracy is going to be his biggest issue, but you know, maybe with some help on technique and all that, you know, he'll get better. Yeah, was it called? Especially if he's just going to be riding the bench. Not easy though. Do we know that for sure yet? Well, it depends on the charges. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we don't, we don't, we still have that that situation with Deshaun hasn't been concluded yet. Um, you know, some of it looks like what we were talking about, where it, it may not have been completely truthful, and so we're going to see more. I guess once the charges get go through and they go through court and all that jazz. Um, but you know, that I, I'm assuming that's part of the reason why they drafted a QB because they don't know what their current QB situation is going to be. So, yeah, I think, I think he'll be good, especially if he's, I mean, he's athletic enough to save his life when he takes off running. So I think he'll be all right. Definitely a needed thing, especially yeah. if you're going to be a Texans quarterback. Um, yeah. They tend to decide that they don't need offensive linemen half the time. Yeah. Poor Derek Carr. I mean, David Carr. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with them. Dang. I so, know. What, what do you think of, uh, who do you think you did well in the draft? Uh, overall? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't really tell you, man, to be honest. Uh, I could probably tell you the first couple rounds after that. I really didn't pay attention to anybody else outside the Cowboys. Um, I could say that the Jets, you know, I, I really liked Zach Wilson. I know a lot of people were high on him. Um, you know, the couple of videos that I've seen of him, I think he's got some good talent. Um, they are the Jets, though. Yeah. So, you know, you can only get, get, throw that with, you know, so much. Uh, I like the Jaguars draft, too. I know they got, you know, obviously they got the number one pick. They went and got Trevor T-Law. Um, I want to. I can't remember who the other pick was, but when I saw it, I was like, that's going to be a good, that's a good pickup. I know they also got a running back, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be pretty good. Um, so I mean, I got they got a lot of good weapons to to go with. They, and they already had a pretty solid defense, so um, I think the Jags had a pretty good draft. Uh, I, th- I mean, the Cowboys, you know, I think they they attack what they needed to attack. Um, 
Everybody else, I don't I don't know if the draft really helped them overall yeah, or I, not. I think a lot of teams kind of just stayed where they're at. Maybe, you know, Patriots got a quarterback in the early part of the round. And, uh, you know, we'll see what that happens for them, what, what that does for them. Um, Niners got one too. But both those teams already have quarterbacks right now that are veterans that are – um, that I don't see either one of those rookies overseeding them this year. Maybe maybe Garoppolo because it seems like for whatever reason, well, not whatever reason, there's obvious reasons, him and Kyle don't get along or they're not on the same page right now. Yeah. Um, I, I guess because Kyle's just not, I mean not Kyle, I guess uh, Jimmy's just not the quarterback that would run his offense as efficiently as he would like. Um, you know, he's very much a timing you know, precision kind of, well, I don't know precision either because he threw a lot of interceptions, but I think he's more built for the Patriots type of offense than Kyle Shanahan's type of offense. I'll yeah. put it that way. Yeah. I think so too, but I don't know. It, it's, it's funny. It's like sometimes you, there's good quarterbacks who just don't, they're not in the right system or the right team. And it that's really what makes the difference. Yeah, man. That's very true, dude. You know, it's not that so much that quarterbacks are system quarterbacks. It's just that certain systems fit better with their skill sets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just sort of works just hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So Then you get some of those rare quarterbacks that can go anywhere. Like, I I don't see – I don't think Aaron Rodgers – I don't think he'd have many issues going into playing for anybody else. Nah, you, know what I mean? you could throw him anywhere and it, it wouldn't really matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> that um, be and I guess Tom Brady kind of proved that you yeah, could probably throw him. But I mean. It's not like you can throw him in, into a team and him win the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but for most of the quarterbacks, you know, they need they do need a, a system that does complement their skill sets as yeah. much as possible. Just like, like what do you call it? Deshaun Watson running for his life, you know that sort of compliments him well. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> so, uh, before we jump into today's facts, uh, sorry if not facts, today's topic, I have some fun facts I wanted to share with you guys. Um, May seventh, nineteen forty six, Tokyo Telecommunication Engineering, which would later become Sony, was founded. Oh man. I didn't know that. I didn't know Sony had a different name prior to their name. I, I I imagine most companies do though, because you know you start out one way and then either you sell it to other investors or other things pop up or other yeah. share. You know, different people become involved, so the name gets evolved from there. But then there he goes. There goes one. Also, you don't know if you know this. May seventh is Spouse Appreciation Day, so make sure you get your spouses something nice tomorrow. All right. If it's a smile and a hug, I guess that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, what do, what do guys get? We get a, another day of living in the gracious lives of our wives. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's our every honor. Every day is appreciation day. There you go. That's a, that's a smart man right there. Every day is appreciation day. So, just some reminders before we jump into our topic. If you guys have any topics you'd like to hear us talk about, uh, you know, or if you just want to, you know, talk and chat with us, just send us an email at thefishbowlbarrio at gmail.com. That's thefishbowlbarrio at gmail.com. So, you got to put that whole thing in there with the the in the front. 
um, and just send us an email. Or you can hit us up at our Twitter account, which our handle is Barrio Fishbowl. Uh, so by all means, guys, send us a message. We want to hear from you, and we definitely want some topic ideas so we can, you know, present them over our podcast. So you ready okay. to jump into this topic, man? Yeah. So today's topic is we're going to talk about things that were in sci-fi that eventually came to fruition. That became sci-fact, I like to call it. Yeah. And so I, I just kind of jotted some things down and, and kind of came up, or not came up, well, wrote where they kind of came from, the ideas. I mean, I guess the ideas kind of came from a multitude of things, but I, I kind of try to think of some ideas. So, you know, these are some of the things that are out now that were kind of inspired we're not kind of. They were inspired by science fiction. So flat screens. I don't yeah. know. Like, where was the first flat flat screen that you remember? Like, do you remember um, the movie that you could recall where you saw a flat screen? And you're like, wow, it'd be cool to have something like that, like a picture on my wall. Mm, no, I don't. But I do remember a cartoon. I remember the Jetsons. I'm there, so I'm, yeah. there you go. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a science fiction. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It Still was waiting like, for my car to turn into a briefcase. You know, it's funny. I remember the coffee. So that'd be like a Keurig now. That's very you true. Push. Yeah, you just push the button. Right? The and Jetsons under, had under a lot minute. of things. The yeah. Jetsons had a lot of things. But yeah, the flat screen from there. Uh, I remember the flat screen um, in Back to the Future 2. Now, they had the... Oh, that's right. They had the the like projector kind of screen for the window, yeah. like where it's like a shade for the window, but he also had like a picture, like a picture frame looking thing, yeah, on his wall because the kid comes in and he's like, put it on twenty five, thirty nine, fifty nine. He's like watching like six different episodes, uh, channels on it, and then he like tries to adjust it on there, and I was like, dang, that's just like like the flat screens we got now, man. Yeah, pretty much, you know, like. It's almost to the T. And the way you can talk talk to the TVs now. The yeah. Smart TVs. Audio, yeah. Verbal commands to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, it's pretty bonkers. Yeah. And the, yeah. <laughs> exactly the same thing like Back to the Future 2. Uh, another another uh, movie that it came to mind when in regards to flat screens for me was Total Recall. Because uh, okay. like in the in the beginning he's like watching the news and all that, but he's watching it on his screen TV. I think Running Man had something like that too. But you know, there's a lot of movies and, and cartoons that had the whole flat screen um, concept in there that you know was that kind of inspired companies to eventually go from the tube TVs, which the kiddos will never know of, those heavy, heavy tube oh, TVs, the, yeah, the big ass wood one, <laughs> to yeah. the flat screens. And 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 I even look at my flat screens now. And I'm like, dang, I still got, I got like old technology compared to the ones that are out there now. They're yeah. like even thinner. Yeah, those ones that yeah, I know what you mean. What do you call it? Or even after the the big ass wood ones with the big old what's it called the the box ones? The ones that came in already a, a set where like a like a projector almost in the back of the, the T V. Oh, okay. I know you're you talking know, about they're like I get what you're saying. They're like flat screens, but they're not like flat in the back. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I remember those ones too, shit, yeah. That's true, man. Then those weren't those came well for us it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the early two thousands, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, and, uh, and that's really interesting that, like, again, like, that TV or shows inspire people. But, I mean, that that's what happens, right? You know what I mean? Like, you watch something um, and you start to think, like, wow, wouldn't it be cool to have something like that? You know, and that's what these inventors, these engineers, these, these scientists, they, they look at those things and they think, yeah, man, that'd be cool to have. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, I'd see some things and think, like, man, I'm going to use my Legos and make that, you know? Yeah. So they they actually had the the wits and intelligence to actually make those things into fruition. That was a good one. And and to kind of piggyback the whole flat screen thing, video calls, video conferencing, and, and yeah. that's actually gained a lot of popularity in the last couple of years. You know, it's it's been yeah. around. You know what I mean? Like the FaceTiming and all that. That has been around the last. I would say maybe the last ten years has been like utilized. On a day to day basis, more been like the last couple years. No, just through the pandemic, everybody zooms now. Everybody's on Teams. Everybody's on their phone, uh, face uh, FaceTiming, yeah, Skyping, whatever. And especially with the like I said, with the pandemics, really pushed it to where everybody's communicating or face to face instead of just, phone, you know, over the phone. Right, man. Like I remember, like so, most people would have probably used it for like. Long distance communication, right? You're communicating yeah. with somebody, um, most of the time, loved ones, parents, you know, over Skype, uh, over, I don't think Microsoft Teams was really as popular back in those days. And back in those days, like prior yeah. to a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Skype was real popular. FaceTiming was real popular. Um, and so you're using those technologies mainly just for long distance communications you know maybe you know maybe certain companies are using them for you know conference calls and stuff like that but people even back in not even two years three years ago were still doing over the phone conference calls yeah but then the pandemic comes like you said microsoft teams like shot through the roof as yeah. far as usage you know what i mean like i would say a lot of companies now kind of gone to that and skype is still very popular yeah uh, to use as well and you know it, the experience is just so different, right? Because you've yeah. been you've been in a phone conference call, right? Yeah. And so you know, kind of give us a little bit of description of your experience between the two. Okay, one is uh, you know, when it's a it's a telephone uh, scan call. I mean, you're paying attention, but at the same time, you're like, whatever. Yeah. You're like, you're just like, you're just trying to listen to the important stuff, and just like, this is some BS. I ain't gonna listen. This is just. Some, something that does not even pertain to me. You're not on mute, Mr. Vasquez. Yeah, it's just like it has nothing to, nothing pertains to me on this, you know. As in, um, you know, that is, you don't have them, anybody looking or anything like that. So you could actually be doing other work on top of that. Like I said, you're paying attention, but not your focus isn't 100% on that. Right. Um, but when you're doing like the Teams or Zoom, and you're in there, I mean, everybody, you can see everybody's face and you can see if they're paying attention or not. Right. So you're a lot more engaged and more focused. I mean, that's that's been more my experience. More accountability, for sure. Yeah, that's more, that's more my experience. How about you? Well, you know, the biggest, when I used to use those type of technologies, oh, the biggest but, experiences that I had was that 
now you could visually see presentations. I was about to say that. Yeah, I was about you know to say I mean? like, oh, look at an example of this. And yeah, I mean, they could talk, say it over the phone, and it's sort of hard to visualize. But when they're up there sharing the screen, mm-hmm. you can vi- visually see what they're talking about. Right, right. Even even if I'm a worker, right, and I'm yeah. working on an assignment, and I'm I'm having to call my boss to get some instructions because I've we've experienced both, right? Yeah. We've experienced a world where the instructions were just going to come over the phone or, hey, I'm going to send you an email. But now it's like, hey, let me do a screen share with you and I'm going to take over your screen and I'll show you how to do it. And then you can take your notes from there. So it's like now I can visually see what the heck they were talking about versus trying to determine, okay, well, what does he mean by this? Because then you can run into acronyms that certain people use, other people don't use, and you know, certain terminologies that certain people, you don't have to worry about none of that because he's going to show you exactly what he's talking about. And so you you have to, you have to think like, okay, man, where, where these ideas come about, right? Because, you know, people didn't just, you know, come up with the concept of, well, we're going to talk over video. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure maybe, you know, originally when the person thought of this, uh, when they were coming up with whatever fiction that they were writing that they were trying to think like maybe this would be cool one day but like star trek star trek uh the original series that's my my first thought that came to mind when it came to about video conferencing right because whenever they engage with some uh other opponent or you know a friendly whenever they're engaging with somebody in communication because they're in space the very first thing that would pop up is the person's face on the screen yeah right and they had like some a 200 foot screen (laughs) where they're communicating with this person and you know and it kind of eliminated the whole like question of okay what's this is this person angry or what's going on because you could visually see what the heck is going on with this person you know yeah um so yeah that was the very first one uh another one was 2001 a space odyssey uh when they're communicating to each other on there and that, and you're thinking like yeah. 2001, and I, I'm trying to think, did we have that technology in 2000? We didn't have it yet. Video conferencing, well, maybe we yeah. did. It just wasn't very like no. widely yeah, used. Yeah, if it was anything, it would be. It was like super rare that anybody even used it. It wasn't. It wasn't commonplace. Very yeah. So those two movies were the one, and that movie came out way before 2001. FYI, yeah. for those <laughs> yeah. who don't know. But you know those. I, I want to say those two things came out relatively around the same time. The Star Trek came out in the sixties. I think two thousand one Space Odyssey came out in the late sixties, maybe early seventies. Um, and you know they were already thinking like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could communicate to each other via video? And you mentioned yeah. another one, which is the Jetsons. Yeah. Right, where they communicated. That's where Jetson was always getting yelled at by his boss, Mister. Yeah. Was it Mister. Mr. Sparks, Sparkly? No. Uh, Sprocket. Mr. Sprocket. Yeah. <laughs> He's always getting yelled at about product- productivity, which is also <laughs> a concept that wasn't. <laughs> <just> yeah. <laughs> that thing has been around forever. Forever, bro. <laughs> getting yelled at about productivity. Um, so going from there, right, you're thinking like, well, what could we do now? I guess they were thinking like, well, what could we do now, right, with screens? We got touch screens now, right? As yeah. Like our cell phones are. All touchscreen. I remember when cell phones used to have buttons, like actual physical buttons. And I know there's a lot of people who can remember yeah. those things. But, you know, it was like the gradual pro- progression of the cell phone where you had your, your cell phone had a small screen and, and big buttons. Then your cell phone had a decent screen and smaller buttons. 
And then your cell phone had the ability to have touchscreen and still had buttons. And now, with smartphones, it's just all touchscreen. And I remember yeah. thinking, like, dang, man, but how, you know, wouldn't it be easy to mess up typing something or whatever? And yeah. it's crazy now. The keyboard on there is pretty accurate Yeah. in comparison to how it used to be. Because you're thinking, yeah. like, back in the day, you had buttons. You know, it was easy to, to hit the button for the most yeah. part. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'm waiting for the day for our phone can do, like, little, you know, like FaceTime. Uh-huh. But, like, um, hologram kind. Hologram. Or yeah. even programmable matter, which would sure. be like you know, like it would physically come up and show you. It's yeah, kind of like, yeah. Have exactly. you seen uh, um, the Superman, the Man of Steel? Yeah. And like uh, his wife is calling him, and her head pops up. Like, yeah, like it, it was like a sculpture, but it's her talking. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Matter. Yeah, I'm, well, I remember there was a video game. It was in the arcade, but it was a Western one. And it was like a hologram. It looked like a, a, a person. Like, huh. was what crazy. year was this, sir? Late nineties. What? Yeah, it was crazy, and it was like, a, it was like a like a, a shooting game on there. But it, you could tell, like it, the story was, you know, that it was very. It only had like certain. It was mainly about the technology, like the yeah, visual technology. Yeah, I was like, wow, man. I still remember. It was it was pretty cool. That's like, nuts, right? That that came out. But it, 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 there's you know there's technologies that that came out a while back that just didn't hit for whatever reason, and so they kind of just kind of went to the wayside and really expand. Like um, I don't you remember the VR boy? What's that? No. I, okay. If I have to say what what's that? Then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no. So you know Nintendo they wanted to expand on their whole alternate console um, domination, right? They had the Game Boy. Huh. Which was doing very well, you know. Sega had Game Gear, but it was more expensive, and so it wasn't doing as well. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, Nintendo was doing really well with their Game Boy system, and so they're like, "Well, what can we do next? We want to change it up, man. We just can't keep coming out with a portable handheld console. So what we're we gonna do? I got it. Let's come out with a virtual reality console. So it was goggles that had a stand, and it came, and it had a wired controller, and you would play games via the goggles like you put your face into the goggles and it would be like kind of like vr now it wasn't like vr in the sense of how we have it now it was more just like the game was more 3d uh, okay so i remember playing uh mario tennis on there and it was pretty pretty fun you know you get to see the ball coming at you and all that stuff but it was like everything was in because you know the, just like the game boy it was only in like green and black yeah because <laughs> that the screen was green for some reason the yeah. vr boy i think i want to say i'm saying that i think i want to say that's the name the virtual reality boy was uh in red and black uh, okay so it wasn't like super intricate like the virtual reality now is like way more intricate but there was like a gap between when that came out which i think it was the mid 90s yeah to now or even what? When did virtual reality become real popular again? Early two thousand ten. Yeah, around that time. You know, it's a big gap, dang. and the technology is like way more intricate now than it was then. But I mean, during that gap, there was nobody really buying virtual reality. Nobody was really doing anything with virtual reality, and so it was really interesting that that technologies like that sometimes just kind of go to the wayside. 
Um, some other things that are starting that have been kind of inspired, I guess you could say inspired by science fiction, electric cars, right? Those are yeah. super popular now. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, was, I was gonna say there's one. I was gonna say, would you consider it inspired? To be, uh, there is. It was two things. <laughs> it's sort of been one show, Night Rider. I was like the self-driving car. Yeah, that was that's what I was gonna mention next. Self-driving okay. vehicles, um, which is kind of like a technology that's here, but still in the works. Like, as far as self-driving vehicles now, like what's effective is the self-parking. Yeah. Right. I think well, that, there's some Teslas where you can program. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say the Teslas have self-driving abilities, but I've seen like they're still kind of buggy. Like they'll they can te- they can self drive if you're going on a road that doesn't have a lot of turns doesn't have a lot of obstacles, and it, and it cannot have like mysterious construction because you're you're still gonna go straight. Like I've seen yeah. the video where the guy's like doing the self driving and he's driving and, and it's going really fine, but then there's a part where it's like they're doing construction and the car wanted to keep going straight because I guess that's I think it runs off the Google Maps. I think that's where it runs off of. I could be stand. I could be corrected. If you guys know for sure, please hit us up at our Twitter. So Barrow uh, Fishbowl. I was gonna say uh, on that, would it be like car and kit? Like, say if the if the self driving car, and there's a group of people there, does it does it run over those people? Yeah, to, it to doesn't. Go, or or does it? What do you call it? Does it stop? Does it stop and risk the driver? inside is it self-contained is it like it has to make that human decision uh i would say that it, it cannot make any kind of decisions it's like just gonna that. run over the people i think it would just run over the, i don't know if it's that i don't think it's that sophisticated at this point that the most sophisticated they can do is parallel park right now but the other thing i was thinking that, uh, out of that was michael knight with his watch yeah i was thinking like i was thinking of the apple watch like he can talk to it when he would call kit Kit, come get me. Yeah, the Apple Watches right now. That's right. Yeah. So I was thinking, would that be? Well, I think that- that's not that well. As far as it connected to your car in regards to communicating with your car, I don't think that's something they can one hundred percent do. Maybe, yeah, but maybe- I mean, in general, that's like the concept. Like nowadays, with our on your on your watch, you can like send messages, talk to it. Right, we can communicate it. for sure, man. Back yeah. and forth, me yeah. and you. You know, people get their, they get, you know, text, messages, yeah. emails, text, me, you know, yeah. uh, phone calls all through their phones now. Um, and I'm sure at some point we'll be able to communicate with our vehicles with those because they're making vehicles smarter and smarter and more integrated with technology. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's only a matter of time before you're going to be able to pull a Michael Knight and say, Kit, come pick me up. Yeah. Don't think we does, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, which brings me to my next topic or my next item, AI, right? Because that's what's gonna have to be fully integrated into the vehicle for it to get to that point. Yeah, you know, self-driving vehicles right now are are a lot of them are programmable, like you said earlier. But for them to be effective self-driving vehicles, they're gonna have have to have some form of AI. Now I have seen, um, you know, videos of. Uh, delivery services doing the self-driving vehicle. I remember, I don't know if I remember, if you remember, I told you about 
uh, one time Domino's. I tried to order a pizza from Domino's, and they were like, would you like to participate in an experiment? And I was like, sure, because this is weird that Domino's would want to ask, like, of all places, Domino's is asking, would you like to participate in an experiment? So I was like, sure. I mean, my, my curiosity got me there, and it was to try to get a, a self-driving vehicle to come to you, but unfortunately, I wasn't in the right area. Um, but I've seen videos of the self-driving vehicle drive up to the person's house, and you put in the code, and you get your pizza uh, from the from the area. They, they have the pizzas in it. I mean, it's pretty intriguing. Um, and you know, at some point, you know, th- those kind of services are going to be more widely available. Very tight, man. Yeah, I can't wait. You can't wait for so for people to be out of driving jobs. <laughs> no, no, I, I get yeah. what you're saying, bro. You, you can't wait for the, for the vehicle to to be able to drive itself. I no, mean, I would. Lo- yeah, exactly. So then, work driving to work wouldn't be so bad. I just jump in the back seat with, with my pillow and my blanket. Yeah, <laughs> take me to work and just take an extra thirty work. forty five, extra thirty <laughs> forty five minute little nap. We're yeah. here. Oh, okay. After a stressful day, take me home and then just like just decompress in the back seat. Oh yeah. Close your eyes. I mean, and I would imagine yeah. at that point you, they'll probably start making the vehicles more comfortable for those kind of situations, right? Because if they're self driving, you don't necessarily always have to be in the in the driver's uh, seat. I'd have but a, how I'd much would bit. you trust your vehicle to get you home and work, bro? Because <laughs> I mean, if they're made by humans, you know, yeah. there's always that factor of faultiness yeah. with the vehicle. It's like it's like so if the vehicle was ninety five percent sure to get you home and to work, would you go to sleep? We need to throw them dice. <laughs> Risk those five percent. Yeah, depends, especially if I had stayed out the night before late. Yeah, ain't no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, bro. Yeah, that's for what sure. I got insurance for. I'll deal with that later. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, you know, and and you know, we'll, I'm pretty sure that's a technology that's rapidly growing. Um, I I'm seeing more and more of the newer cars having the capability to kind of operate on their own. Um, and, that, and like I said, that technology is only going to get better. And, and eventually we are going to have vehicles like that. We're going to be just telling them to go to work, go to home. And it'll probably be a situation where you pre-program those destinations into it. So once you give it the voice command, it'll automatically know where to go. Um, which kind of brings to, to the next topic, wireless tech, earbuds. Um, you know, we kind of take those things for granted. You know, but for a while, I listened to earbuds, they were wired. And I didn't have any issues with it until so you get the wireless ones. You're like, whoa, this is a big difference because you can, you know, so much head movement that you can do, you know. You know where I noticed it when I was edging my yard? Yes. It's <laughs> funny you say that because that's exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> Cutting edged, my yard. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I turn and then the damn thing would yank on the wire. Yes, <laughs> yes. So that's when I noticed the biggest difference. And, and, and you know, dude, I was thinking like, okay. When did they first come up? When did this idea come up without the whole earbud thing? Like having wireless, you know, headphones. Because yeah. wired headphones were the, were the thing, you know what I mean? You get supposedly the great sound quality and all that, right? And so there was this movie back in the 60s called Fahrenheit 451. You ever heard of it? Yeah, actually I have. And supposedly that's where the whole earbud idea concept first came about. I didn't oh, know that. Man. I, I I just thought like wow somebody just got tired of getting their earbuds poked out, pulled out when they were mowing the lawn. <laughs> yeah, 
I think that four Fahrenheit four fifty one, if memory serves me correct, um, it's about book burning. Oh. About about, about the basically like sort of the society like sort of um, that they were trying to limit kind of books and everything, and um, they would burn like certain books that thought that give people thoughts. So they were trying to have control society. Huh. I, I read that book, but I, I was in middle school. So that they know they just wanted to do that. They just had to get a social so media they, page. They were, try, they were trying to make it like a comparison, like of what Germany did with the Hitler. I got you. And like how they um, limited information, uh, information knowledge. Uh, knowledge out there, and I that's basically you. what it was about. All right, so yeah. there goes a, something I need to add on my movie list. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, drones. That was oh, that's yeah. something that that um, think about it like this. One of my favorite movies of all time, well, the the original version, not the sequel. The sequel is my favorite, uh, but Terminator. All all of everything that was pretty much hunting every human was drones. Oh uh, yeah. All the hunter killers were drones, and they yeah. even used the same. Similar uh, flight technology. Those propellers that are on the wings. Yeah. The same exact things. So yeah. they got, got Terminator that kind of inspired that whole drone technology, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Because if you watch yeah. Terminator 3, it's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> they start using all the drones. Dang. Would you consider like... Uh, I mean, this would be like things from comic books to fictional writing to movies but man traveling in space yes man look matter of fact bro in 1869 jules verne wrote a book called from earth to the moon right 1869 1869 where he wrote a book about three astronauts going to the moon and almost oh no oh yeah almost a century later yeah, over a century it, it, later. No, no, it was, actually, a, went, it was actually 100 years because it was in 1969. We went to the moon. moon. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Like, there was a 69 was a big year with the the Mets and the Jets and the uh, what do you call it? Um, the Man on the Moon. It was a bunch of uh, long shots and things that happened that year. That like the 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 Mets they won that that year, which nobody really saw them winning. That's actually Nolan Ryan was on that team. What? Yeah. He was a pitcher for the uh, New York Mets. In 1969? Yes. He's that old? Yes. I remember him in like the 80s. Huh? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. That, we, I'll go ahead and Google it. What do you call it? Joe Namath? That's when they, they picked well, up. Definitely they, I know Joe Namath. When they, 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 yeah, they, they, they were supposed to have lost to um, Johnny Unitas in 69. And then, you know, guess, the moon. It, it was, there was a lot of things that happened in the... That year, 1969. That's what I always remember. I bet Joe Namath never saw himself uh, promoting uh, AARP on TV. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. he is now. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if you know this. We're planning another manned moon mission. We're planning to go back to the moon by 2024. And it's going to be, it's the Artemis mission. And they're going to do it via an Orion spacecraft, which I guess is one of the newer spacecraft that they created. Yeah. So we are going back but, to the moon. That's sort of crazy, though, that book. I mean, 
The dead guy predicted what was the that. Name? Yeah, what was the name of the... From Earth to the Moon. From Earth to the Moon. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like weird, like, the, like the, the way that things work. You know, the, but uh, three, that- but like three. Like, he, he predicted that. And it sort of reminds me of like... Um, forgot the book that they wrote and it was like basically the Titanic. <laughs> I forgot what it Have you ever heard about that? No. The, okay, basically it was a book written, I think it was called and uh, I have to look it up but um, the book was, um, it had a funny name it was basically like that or it was called Indestructible or something like that and then it was supposed to not have sank and it sank and it killed by an iceberg and then Fast forward in time, the freaking Titanic, what do you call it, sank and hit by an iceberg. I'd sue they, that guy. Yeah. He gave me bad juju is what yeah. I would say. <laughs> oh, man, exactly. Yeah, there it is. He's made his debut, see? Wow. Wow. <laughs> 1966. Man. Nolan Ryan made his debut for the New York Mets. But, but you know, I remember... I remember him being in the league for a long time, but I didn't know he was in there that long. Wow, man. I don't know if that makes me old or him old, but I guess yeah. it makes us both kind of. Yeah. You know, it yeah. shows our age. <laughs> <laughs> so I got one more thing that's out right now that was inspired by science fiction, and it's one, it's one that you just used right now. Mobile phones. Yeah. Star Trek, the original series. Like, that was the big thing, pulling out this device that you could carry mobily that was wireless, and you could communicate with anybody, anywhere. Yeah. And little did they know, we were going to step it up a notch, and you can even do everything on that one thing. You could, you know, because in Star Trek, that, that communicator was exactly what it was, a communicator. But then they had another thing called the tricorder that would, you know, analyze things, give them information and stuff like that. Man, like Apple changed the game with the original iPhone. Yeah, they definitely did, man. Because I was laughing. I was telling uh, me and my wife, we ended up watching this show. And I, I was laughing because uh, it brought back memories. Because, um, you know, we didn't know what to watch. So we started watching True Blood. Uh, yeah, so I, that was like in the, in the 2000s, right? When it originally came out. Yeah. Um, and I was laughing because... You know, in that show, the vampires are super fast. Yeah. They're like, but the reason I was laughing was is because uh, Eric, the vampire, had a flip phone, and he was texting. He was, and I was thinking he was like, super fast using the buttons. Yeah, but he had to use the numbers, right? He had to press it a bunch of times. Yeah, that's why I was laughing because you remember if you wanted to say his uh, what do you call it put in M or something like that you have to have to hit the, that button three times for it to come up as an M yeah. or something yeah. like that it was like, yeah, that's why I was laughing because I was like damn I was like I remember them days like if you had to yeah, do it man. you know what you call it and the screen was little yeah and you're like oh damn it and if you passed it up you'd have to keep on hitting it to, to get back to that Oh, what do you call it? To that letter that you wanted. Yeah, man. And then they came out with the phones that had the little keyboard. That's why I was like, these phones, our phones nowadays, it blow my mind. Yeah, the Bluetooth. That's why like businessmen used it for the keyboard. I remember in the early 2000s, you would have to have your cell phone, a PDA, and then your laptop, you know, to do all your business stuff. And now, your cell phone does all three things. Yeah. It's crazy. 
I remember finding it like I used to work at the airport, and I remember finding a PDA on on the flight, and uh-huh. um, and uh, no, I didn't turn it in. <laughs> I kept it and used it, but um, but yeah, I mean, it was pretty much like the cell phones that would come out in the late in the later early two thousands. Yeah, you know where it had the keyboard on there and it had the screen, but all you could really do on there was send emails and schedule things on your calendar. You couldn't make any phone calls at that point. Yeah. And then later on, about five years later, then you could, then you have one that looks just like it, but you can make calls on it. So that's crazy, yeah, man. Yeah. Pushing the numbers five times. Yeah, to get one letter <laughs> and shit. <laughs> that's why I thought it was funny. I was like, man, that, and I was like, man, time has flown. So I just want to kind of go over real quick some things that are in the works but are not out yet. Like, I mean, they're not out for the public to get, you know, hold of. Hoverboards? Or, or if they are, they're still super expensive. Hoverboard is one. Because I was watching Back to flying the Future 2. I'm in a flying car, man. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to get to that one next. But the hoverboards, right? So, right now, there's like two kinds of hoverboards that I've seen. One, which is like the more popular one that I've seen, is like the hoverboards. It pretty much is like you're riding a drone. Like they kind of use a similar drone technology, yeah. Um, but you, they have like a portion where you can put your feet. Now Lexus did come out with an actual like hoverboard that hovers or doesn't look like a drone. It uses pretty much like some cooling technology that creates like some superconductive ability for the board. Unfortunately, though, you need essentially a whole track that's made of a magnetic substance. A super strong magnet yeah. to be able to kind of create the hovering effect. And Lexus is the one that made it, yeah. of all people. Um, but yeah, hoverboard is one. Flying cars. Most of the flying cars that have been made so far look like airplanes. They look like pretty much airplanes that are have car hybrid. They're like airplane yeah. car hybrids. They don't look like, like they don't look like if you've seen Blade Runner. Yeah, the flying cars there. Or the more popular flying car uh, from Back to the Future 2, you the know, DeLorean. when they're telling you $40,000, it's like, $40,000, we'll convert your car into a flying car. It's like, nope, nothing like that, nothing cool like that. It, pretty much, it looks like an airplane that could convert to a car, more or less. Yeah. Now, Airbus does have, uh, well, they're in the, in the process of creating a, and it looks like more like a taxi service. Uh-huh. But what it is, is it's like a passenger compartment, right? And the passenger compartment, the passenger compartment can connect to like wheels to be a car. And it pretty much drives itself. Or if you want like the flight capability, it's like giant drone looking thing. Because it has like the four propellers, like a drone will come and it will take the, the passenger compartment and disconnect it from the wheels and it will fly you like that. So those have been most of the flying cars that I've seen. Most of them look like though like airplanes that convert to a vehicle yeah. one way, which is not what we want. We want to be able to, we don't want to have to take off like an airplane. We want to be able just to fly straight up, right? Yeah. We haven't got there yet. Um, another thing that I saw that was pretty neat was there's a guy who wanted to create something for racing, for a future racing sport. And it's a, he built this mech suit. And it's called, the mech suit is called Prosthesis. Uh-huh. And it, and I don't know if you've seen Aliens. It doesn't look yeah. like that one 
completely. It looks like a, for more, it more or less looks like a spider looking thing. Uh-huh. Like it has multiple legs, but it does have, it does kind of move like that mech from Aliens. Okay. And it's a suit that you get in and, and he wants to make it like a racing sport where you have to like remove obstacles, get over obstacles, build things with this particular suit. And, and, and whoever does it the fastest. And that's the whole inspiration for him to make this suit. But you should check it out. It's called Prosthesis. Prosthesis. Um, and it's like a pretty big make uh, suit. Um, another thing is exosuits, which are pretty much suits that you would put on yourself to kind of increase your abilities. You know, maybe the weight you can carry. Military's been working on that for a while. Um, the one that I saw was called the soft exosuit, which looked like some shorts that you put on. And it's supposed to help you, like, walking and running, like, I guess, help you do these things with less uh, labor on your body. Um, and so, yeah, man. And there's just, there's some other things. There's, like, autonomous robots. They're still working on that. There's that one company, uh, Boston Dynamics, is really working on those robots. Um, they, I, I know that they're even using some of those robots to do like stunts from like Marvel and Disney to kind of test certain stunts out with them before they do with humans and things like that. Um, but yeah, man, you know, um, interstellar travel, space travel, a lot of theories being thrown out there. I can't wait for them to, to what do you call it? go ahead and invent, uh, teleportation. Teleportation. Now, I I did read a while back that they successfully were able to teleport like minuscule molecules from one point to another, um, but it took a whole giant apparatus for them to do that. Like, is is the power source to be able to do that is so great, great and grand that at this point we can't do something like that. But you know, they theorized and they were successfully able to do that. So that's everything starts at some point, right? Yeah. But I hear you, bro, because then you don't have to travel. You can instead of going as you could just wake Forget up. Get cars, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Take me to like there you you're there. You're there. But you know, we'll see, man. Take um, me to Italy. You know, the, yeah. the stronger computers get, the more they help us to be able to get, you know, solve some of these problems and you know, get us to where we want to get. Where science fiction becomes more like science fact. Yeah. So, I think now we need to go around the barrios and see what's going on, Dom. All right. All right. Well, let's go in the... See what's going on with our barrio bros out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Well, it looks like there was a twins, a set of twins that graduated high school, and they uh, gained and won twenty-four million dollars worth of scholarships. What? Why? Um, I guess they just kept on putting in, but they're both going to be going to UCLA. Oh, nice. Yeah. I wonder if they get to keep that money. Right, because I mean, obviously, the school doesn't cost twenty-four million dollars. Yeah, exactly. For both of them, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And then, well, out in uh, out in the Philippines, there's a I guess a man that collects toys from fast food places. He has over twenty thousand from 
toys from McDonald's, Burger King, and Jollibee. Dang, he has all of the transforming McDonald's. You know, I know it. Dude, those were, man, I, I, what I wouldn't give to have that set. <laughs> that was probably my favorite McDonald's toys, bro, the transforming yeah, the, McDonald's. The, yeah, the little nuggets and the fries they turned into. The hot cakes. Yeah. Yes. The, the, those were the best. And then, uh, last but not least, um, there. This wasn't. This was. I, I didn't know where the location was, but I thought it was interesting. A there was a a man that w- broke a record. He was on. He was gaming for forty four hours, forty four minutes, and forty four seconds straight on Twitch. He was streaming. That's guess an animal, bro. Yeah, guess what game he was he, he was playing. It has to be a game that, where he could be able to do that for that long. But to stream that long and play that long, that's crazy on Twitch. Because, because there's certain games where you couldn't play yeah. that that long. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a limit. Like like yeah. Mario Brothers original one. Yeah. Like there's a time limit for each level, so it wouldn't yeah. be that. It was World of Warcraft. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Because yeah. MMO an MMORPG, you could pretty much just nonstop, roam. yeah, yeah, yeah just roam it. around. Yeah, for, he did that for forty four hours, forty four minutes, and forty four seconds. Do you know what level he became at uh, the end? No, loser. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of have to be to be playing for fucking almost two days straight, bro. Yeah, did he just like urinate on himself, or did he just take like a little break to go to the? I mean, he couldn't if he was if he was streaming for forty four hours straight. And maybe he had like something set up. And maybe he's close to the restroom. Go real quick. Come back. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, yeah eat a sandwich. Man, I'd be falling asleep on that keyboard. Have you? Have you? know, I was going to ask. I wonder how many monster drinks this dude had just went through. Oh, man, that guy's a beast. <laughs> he probably had his trash can full of them. Have you ever stayed up, like, what do you call it, like two days straight? No, never. I'll put, I'll put it this way. Um, I, I did it back in my college days uh, during uh, my fraternity days. Uh, what do you call it? But I'll put it this way. That second day, you start getting like a little bit like loopy, man. Like no joke. Like, well, yeah, yeah. man. It's like your computer, bro. Yeah. If you run your computer so long without have like without restarting it, without shutting it down, it starts acting all wonky, man. It doesn't it doesn't operate correctly? And your brain is no different. Yeah, no. I remember I was like, yeah. So I mean, I don't know how he did it. Like almost two days straight, forty four hours. He was on some well, you performance know, enhancements. Yeah. <laughs> My dude was, was snorting up the cocaine or something. He was on something, bro. <laughs> I I just want to know what his what he what what is his character. Now you, I'm gonna look it up because I I'm curious to know details about this character that he created. That's obviously level 250 now <laughs> after those two days. Yeah, but that's all that's all I got. Let's go ahead and cast our reel and see what we cat for next week. All right, man. Looks like next week's topic is gonna be aliens. I guess we're gonna talk about you know what I guess historical things that have happened with them and whether are, or not we believe in them. Are they walking among us? There you go. So, guys, again, I just want to send another reminder. You know, if you guys have any topics you want to 
you know, hear us talk about, or if you guys just want to talk to us, hit us up at thefishbowlbarrio at gmail.com or hit us up on our Twitter at Barrio Fishbowl. And until next week, I'm Pucho. I'm Tom. May the force be with you. It's such a good feeling, a very good feeling, the feeling you know that I'll be back when the day is new and I'll have more ideas for you and you'll have things you'll want to talk about. I will too.